Welcome to the Edge Talk Radio Network, your weekly source for information, empowerment, and connection. The Edge Magazine and its advertisers bring you inspired interviews and conversation on learning and healing, on our sacred journey, and on topics that expand beyond time and space. Now, welcome today's host. Greetings and welcome. Welcome to today's broadcast on Ride the Leading Edge with EFT and TRE. And this is Catherine Taylor, and I'm your host for this series. And today we're going to talk about the expansion of the grief process. Now, most of us are at least familiar with the fact that there is a process that we go through when we experience some sort of loss. And some of you have heard me speak about this and know that I actually see the process of grief as the very process that we need to befriend if we are going to work with any kind of experience in life. Because each of the five stages, which are some of the traditionally known stages of grief, which are stage one, which is really dealing with the panic and the anxiety that accompanies loss. And then that usually shifts us into a need to try to fix or change or ward off the tremendous feelings of that loss. So we go into that second stage, which is called the bargaining. We're bargaining with the loss. We're trying to fix it. We're trying to make it so that we don't have to deal with it. And of course, nine times out of town, nine times out of ten, we do have to deal with it. And so that bargaining phase or stage then morphs into us being irritated because we can't impact it. Sometimes really angry and sometimes often rageful of the fact that we can't change the situation. And that rage may be projected out onto the object of our loss. It may be projected out onto a person that we feel lost or left us. Or it may be in response to a situation where the loss was caused by somebody else or an institution. So it may be specific, it may be general, but we feel first an irritation, then it can turn into anger. And I always look at anger as truth not being spoken or truth not being heard. And so if the irritation doesn't bring some resolve, then we try to speak our truth and we try to find the recipient of the truth. And sometimes that angers us as well. Sometimes we're angry at a loss and we don't have any place to vent it. We don't have any place to have our position be noted or heard. And so it's floating anger, which is, again, that irritation and can very easily turn into resentment. And when we turn it into resentment, then it bleeds over into other areas of our lives and we can become but basically we can become a cranky or angry person and when we're stuck in that stage of grief then our whole perspective on life is really sent to that filter of negativity well we hang out in that energy and if we're lucky we get exhausted from that anger or we get tired of feeling that disruption in our energy system. And that invites us 
to collapse into that fourth stage of grief, which is really the despair. Now, I'd like to really indicate that despair is much different than depression. People often confuse these two. Depression is when we're depressing feelings. We're pushing them down. But that comes with stage one of grief where we're in that state of denial. We fluctuate between denial and panic and anxiety. When we are to the fourth stage of recovery, or so recovery-based, when we get to the fourth stage of grief, we're really dealing with the emptiness, that void, and that's the despair. That's where we are lethargic. We don't feel like moving. We don't feel like getting out of bed. We experience it as depression, but it's really being in a state of despair. And that gives great opportunity for us to stand in the absence of the lost object, to stand in that void. And sometimes we just need to walk through that. Sometimes we need to just feel it. But when we could truly embrace the fact that the lost object or the person that we lost is truly gone, at least in the form that we were wanting to relate to that person, maybe a divorce or a breakup. If it's a death, then it's a completely different loss because there's an energetic shift that happens when somebody goes to the other side. There's an energetic loss that happens when we break up with somebody too. But when they're actually in another dimension, it's a different level and layer of loss. But this fourth stage is when we're standing in the truth of that and we can finally embrace it. And with that willingness, we then morph into the commonly known fifth stage of grief, which is the acceptance and the resolution. Now, what I find interesting is with the first three or four stages of recovery, I keep doing that. With the first four, I'm writing the book, The Four Stages of Recovery. That's why I keep going into that. With the first four stages of grief, the resolution with each of those stages is to move into stage five. So we can circumvent all the other three stages of grief if at the anxious stage we resolve that, we process it. We don't just hold it or acknowledge it. We actually neutralize or release or transmute the anxiety. Then with the anxious experience, we move it into acceptance. We can do that with the bargaining where we come to terms with the fact that we can't change or fix that and we resolve that at that second stage. We don't have to go into the anger. We don't have to go into the despair. We accept those within that bargaining stage. So we're constantly being invited to resolve, go into the resolution, and to accept whatever life brings us. That's why I am such a fan of embracing the five stages of grief because out of that, we naturally morph into this sixth stage of grief, which is the opportunity. It's the transformation that can happen when we have the courage to embrace on an ongoing basis the anxieties of our life, the issues in our life that we're really codependent about, which is where we try to get into the bargaining. Our codependency is when we're trying to control or change or fix something over which we have no control. 
It may be a situation, it may be a person, but that's the second stage of grief. We're trying to manage the situation and it's out of our ability to manage it. So we're looking for that resolution and when we find that, there can be great transformation in that. There can be great release, it can be letting go, it can be stepping into the awareness of the higher purpose of this. And that's true of anger and that's true of despair. Now, the sixth stage of grief really is when we've mastered the first five stages of grief. When we are able to move through any one of those first four. When we're not afraid of our anxiety and we have tools to neutralize it. When we can identify when we're trying to control or fix or change a situation and it's not changeable. It's not ours to change. It's not codependent if you acknowledge a situation that you're involved with and there's action you can take on your own behalf to mitigate that. That's self-accountability. But the codependent comes in when we're trying to change a situation, most often that involves another person. And it's trying to manipulate that person and trying to to uh, covertly impact them and, and, again, manipulate them so that it's, it's, it's not authentic. It's not integrous. We're, we're trying, again, to change the situation, but it's not on their behalf. It's because we don't want to deal with the situation as it is. We're afraid of loss. It's motivated by grief. That's codependency. Codependency is being involved with somebody and meeting their needs, but the underlying motivation is really to meet our own. So that's true in this stage of grief as well. And when we resolve that, we let go of that. We turn the situation over to our creator. And we give up that contrast and that tension and that attempt to change it. We resolve the anger by speaking our truth. Really, anger is is the most, probably the most uh, motivation for change with grief. Because when we have the courage to get angry, we sever the hope that it's going to change. And we acknowledge our response to the fact that we can't change it and that the situation is not changing and that the person is not changing. That severs our hope and it enables us to ultimately speak our truth about the loss, which then opens up the door for us to collapse into the despair. And the despair is standing in the void of the loss. It is embracing the emptiness that is left by this loss. And that ultimately emerges into the resolution and the acceptance. Now, what's on the other side of that? When in our adult lives, we can really embrace and resolve this loss, then we open the door to the opportunity and the transformation. Now, the transformation, at least in my world, comes from us dealing with all of the inner child and soul residue that is right beneath the surface of this loss. If we have the courage to deal with the loss in present time and to rebalance ourselves and are able to integrate and work and function in our day-to-day lives, 
with this loss integrated and resolved. Then we can pull the thread on what the deeper meaning of the loss is. That's where the transformation comes in. It transforms any of the childhood debris that got stimulated in response to this loss, that residue, that that deep underpinning feeling that may not have been evident in the current loss, but it related to another time in our in our life when that similar type of experience was activated vibrationally. So what's an example of that? Well, the transformation comes from when we experience the loss of a relationship, say, in a breakup, and it uncovers this deeper loss. Well, that may take us back to the childhood loss when our father left or our parents divorced and we experienced the absence of our father. So that's the opportunity of transformation that can occur. But then we can open the door and ask in the infinite wisdom of the soul, how is it and what's the purpose, the spiritual function of this loss? And then that takes us into the transformation and the resolution on a soul level. And then we have a multidimensional healing. So now that expands way out. So all of this is really the gift that loss offers us and and the tremendous rewards that we get by embracing not only the first five stages of grief, but then in the sixth stage of grief, going back and helping the inner child grieve, having an illuminated adult self that enables us to walk that inner child through that unresolved grief, that unresolved trauma. And once we do that, then we can consult our guidance and ask for the point in our soul's history when this is also the case. And then we use the same tools that we use to heal the inner child to go back in time and heal the fragment of our soul. What we do with that fragment is we send that fragment to the light and that frees that soul energy. What we do with an inner child is we either bring the inner child into our sacred heart or we take the inner child to the grid of unconditional regard where it can hang out with all of our guardians and angels and loved ones but have direct access to us. Now, this weekend, it's Memorial Day weekend, and I realize this is airing a little late, but I am going to be doing and offering the six-hour workshop on just preparing your adult to be able to manage these five and ultimately sixth stage of grief so that you'll be more prepared to move through your life and and navigate through the bumps and the hurdles and the losses so that you can continually expand and grow. So what I want to do to end this episode is I'm just going to do a little bit of tapping, and we're going to be doing a lot of tapping on this Saturday. If you hear this and you're interested, it's going to be at Echo Bodine's Center for Intuitive Living. It's from 12 to 6, and you can just call me directly at 612-710-7720 and sign up for it. It's $175 for the six hours, and in that, we will go through each of the stages of grief and 
you get a notebook or ebook or a workbook that gives you the worksheets that we're going to be using in class, but it's also set up so that you can continue to use it at home. It contains EFT scripts for each of the stages and we'll also be doing the tapping organically. If you miss this one, still contact me because ultimately sometime over the summer, I'm going to be creating a webinar that is probably six different classes, like an hour every Thursday night. Six hours on one webinar is just too long for me to stay at the computer. So I'll break it down to uh, six modules. And I'll either do that live as a web webcast or just make it available as a um, program, a, a digital program. So if this interests you and you missed this weekend, contact me and we'll figure out how to move forward for you. But for right now, I just want you to kind of take a moment and I'm just going to do a generic tapping of getting you ready, getting your adult self ready to embrace this concept of grief as being transformative. So if you want to pinpoint a certain specific loss, then just take a few moments to do that now. And if you're listening to this as an archive, pause the, 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 um, the broadcast and just let yourself really focus on what your theme for this grief is going to be. And what we're doing is we are tapping and getting your adult self ready to explore and to process this. So I'll just give you a moment. Again, pause the recording. And now as you come back, before you tap, I want to invite you to take a drink of water so that you're fully hydrated. And if you don't know the points, then just come to your karate and just tap on that the whole time I'm doing the, the sequence because you'll be at least neutralizing some feelings. Now, tapping, obviously, is tapping on different endpoints. If you're familiar with acupuncture or acupressure, it's similar endpoints that are used in, in those modalities. And it's sending an electrical impulse through your body as we tap on these different points. You can uh, directly contact me and I'll send you a chart. But so if you've tapped before, just tap on the endpoints. We start on the karate. I'll tell you when we're going to switch over. Again, if you're just tapping for the first time, we go to the karate, and that is taking the four fingers on one hand and tapping on the fleshy part of your other hand, just like if you were going to do a karate chop, the fleshy part between the little finger and the wrist. And just begin tapping and repeat after me. Even though I have this, this loss that I'm struggling with, And I want to begin the process of resolution. I recognize that first, my adult self has to be ready and willing to proceed. So even though I'm experiencing this, And my adult self is somewhat reluctant. 
I ask now to move into the willingness to prepare my adult to explore this process so that I can truly embrace and befriend the stages of grief and use them as a transformative tool. All right. Shake your hands out. Come to the first point, whatever point you use, and every time I say a phrase, you'll move to the next point. My adult self. I want to ready him or her. It's time. It's time to embrace and befriend this process of grief. To see it as an effective tool of transformation. It's not just a way that I survive. It's not something that I have to endure. The grief process is a way to fully engage in the ebb and flow of life itself. And I choose now to ready myself to learn about the stages of grief. To look at my anxiety differently as I use tapping to move through it. To embrace and identify my codependent bargaining. The times when I'm stuck in that tension of wanting to change something that's really not mine to change. And coming to acceptance of letting that attempt go. And moving through the anger or the resentment or the agitation. Identifying the truth that needs to be spoken. So I could truly move into the void, the despair. That stage of grief where I stand in the emptiness and tolerate the tension until the tension dissipates and I move into the acceptance and the resolution that allows my adult self to be on the other side of this loss and to stand in an illuminated state, ready to seize the opportunity to enter into the sixth stage of grief where I will transform the wounds of the inner child, the traumas of my soul, which will then invite my total system to expand and grow. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's, that's the intention. That even broadens your perspective of grief. And when you broaden it, your guardians and angels and loved ones will start bringing insight and direction to you that will enable you to take that next step. Again, if you're interested and you're catching this in time and you want to participate in the grief workshop, it'll be at Echoes. Space is not really limited for me there. So as many chairs as I can fill, I'll be glad to fill. So call me if you're interested. If you've missed this next one coming up on the Saturday before uh, uh, Memorial Day, uh, which is the 25th of May of 2019, if you missed that date and you're listening to this a couple years from now or a couple days after the weekend or next month, call me and I'll figure out a way for you and I to walk through it together. So I thank you for your interest and I encourage you to love yourself and to love those that are in your life and to be good to them and to be good to yourself. Until next time, walk in peace and embrace all that life brings you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.